Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joe Holcraft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio, 103.9 FM and AM 930. It is great to be with you another Friday evening, where we are set to continue our exploration and really series of reflections upon the saints that we are rooting in, of course, this topic of holy desire and our response to the question, can you pray for me? We have gone through a series of nine keys Uh, nine key themes, if you will, uh, really offering tips into how to best respond to the question, can you pray for me? And as you have asked me to talk about the saints, I thought it would be fitting to do so within the context of the keys we have been discussing. Now, as we continue to unpack the lives of the saints under the umbrella of our study on intercessory prayer, we do so with our fifth key of praying on the spot— And we are going to turn our attention to the widely popular Franciscan saint, Padre Pio, who lived in San Giovanni Rotunda, who we also know as Padre Pio of Pietrecina. Okay, now, before we get into his narrative, first a word about this key, praying on the spot. In this key, we talked about the importance of praying for the person or thing that we have been asked to pray for, right, without hesitation. This is the key where we focused on the topic of time. My friends, time is quintessential. Quintessential to our whole discussion on intercessory prayer because time is the one gift that can never be replaced. huh? Time is just not the passing of seconds and minutes in the finite, but the infinite impact we make with the infinite gift we have received in the gift of the Holy Spirit. Praying on the spot, my friends, is an excellent use of our time. To invite the Holy Spirit into someone's need is to have God move into that need. Not tomorrow, but today. Not a week from now, but in the here and now. So next time you're asked, can you pray for me? Respond with prayer and watch the good Lord work in the here and now. I suppose we could say that praying on the spot does not happen enough because when we are asked to pray for someone, we are often what but rushing to the next thing and as we are rushing to the next thing we miss the most important thing before us the soul who has asked for our prayers my dear friends if we are going to be better in praying on the spot then we need to be better in making prayer the centerpiece of our day the absence of a life of prayer will certainly lead to the absence of following through as it were to the request for prayer you know it is a funny thing we would be deeply offended by God, if we thought he was not following through on our prayer requests. Brothers and sisters, the golden rule applies here in spades. And so, with that, let us turn our attention to St. Padre Pio, the man who devoted his life to praying on the spot. You know, humanity is always fascinated with the supernatural, right? So when we come across the likes of a St. Padre Pio, St. Padre Pio of Pietrachina, we often fixate on that which cannot be explained by science. And yet, to the commoner, 
St. Padre Pio is synonymous with the miraculous. Rightfully so. From the stories of bilocation and his ability to, to heal the sick, to receiving the stigmata and his visions of, of the heavenly hosts. The life and times of St. Padre Pio certainly makes for a fascinating dinnertime conversation. But underneath this mystical phenomenon was a man who saw time as a gift to pray more and to work mercifully. Um, and <laughs> I can hear the question starting right now in my ear. Let me just stop here for a second. What do you mean by bilocation? What do you mean by receiving the stigmata? What is all of this? Well, Padre Pio, if you are not familiar with him, experienced many supernatural phenomenon. He is just one of those saints that encountered the mystical in that way. One of the supernatural phenomenon was bilocation, which is the mystical gift of being two places at once, right? So his own friars testified how on occasion he would be in his room, but at the same time praying in the chapel. There are stories told where he was uh, saying Mass, but at the same time uh, counseling someone in another city. These kinds of things, these kinds of stories that are told, you might think are the stuff of legend and myth, but in reality, when you get inside of it, no, this was not entirely uncommon in the life of St. Padre Pio. Just one of those things, one of those gifts. He also received the stigmata, those marks corresponding to the Passion of Christ, that are impressed upon the flesh by divine favor. Now, what is unique here is not only the stigmata, but the blood that came from the wounds of Padre Pio were said to have smelled like that of roses or a sweet-smelling perfume. We'll talk more about that here in a bit. He also had the gift of reading souls. We talked about this a few weeks ago with St. John Vianney, that extraordinary charism of identifying specific details about individuals uh, without ever having met them before. And of course, on numerous occasions, did he see Jesus marrying the, in the guardian angels? So if you want to know more about that, go online and check that out. Because quite frankly, my friends, I don't want to spend all of our time on this because I do want to spend time on what made him holy. Okay, because what made St. Padre Pio holy wasn't just the mystical phenomenon or his supernatural encounters with the heavenly hosts, but his life of prayer, his willing to work mercifully, his presence to other, his desire to be a friend, a brother, a father in intercession. During the canonization of Padre Pio on June 16th, 2002, St. John Paul II said, then of course Pope John Paul II said, of Padre Pio, prayer and charity, these are the most concrete truths of who Padre Pio was and a synthesis of Padre Pio's teaching. All right, who, who was this man? Well, Francesco Forgioni, uh, Padre Pio, was born, as we know, into a poor Catholic family in 1887 in Pietrelcina, Italy. Uh, from his earliest days, Francesco was invited to, I think, Again, putting this within the context of our reflections of Pray on the Spot, he, he was very much invited to see the preciousness of time. And he was because of the degree he suffered. You know, he was a sickly child, on one occasion almost dying of typhoid fever. And point of fact, 
as the story is told, the doctor came out and told uh, Padre Pio's mother, little Francesco's mother, that he only had two hours to live. But of course, we know he, he lived, uh, but not without suffering as a child. He suffered a great deal. At the age of 17, he dealt with this agonizing pain in his digestive tract. At one point, only being able to digest milk and cheese. I mean, imagine if he was lactose intolerant, right? So all the way up to and through his ordination in 1910, he was battling health issues. In 1915, he was selected to uh, join the Italian army during World War I, the Great War. But he had to leave after it was discovered in 1916 that he had tuberculosis. Right? He would end up serving just one year. So Padre Pio's prolonged battle with good health would prepare him for what would eventually launch him onto the world stage in the fall of 1918. So on September 20th, 1918, after having, after having celebrated Mass, he was in prayer of thanksgiving when he suddenly had a vision. And I want to go to his own words. This is St. Padre Pio. It all happened in a flash. I saw before me a mysterious person, similar to the one I had seen before, differing only because his hands, feet, and side were dripping blood. The sight of him frightened me. What I felt at that moment is indescribable. I thought I would have died and would have died if the Lord hadn't intervened and strengthened my heart, which was about to burst out of my chest. The person disappeared, and I became aware that my hands, feet, and side were pierced and were dripping with blood. So, my friends, in a flash, the young padre, only 21 years of age, received the stigmata. His long suffering would now reach Calvary, but for this Italian priest, Calvary was, was 50 years. He died in 1968. St. Padre Pio's, let's call it, Via Dolorosa, no doubt, sharpened his understanding on what, but what was I just talking about? The value of time. The theme of time as a precious gift really merged as an important message to this holy padre. On one occasion, he exclaimed, Oh, how precious time is. Blessed are those who know how to make good use of it. Oh, if only all could understand how precious time is. Undoubtedly, everyone would do his best to spend it in a praiseworthy manner. And of course, we know for Padre Pio, what was worthy of praise was what but prayer and charity. Prayer, specifically intercessory prayer, dominated the life of Padre Pio. He would receive hundreds of prayer requests every day, often by mail. Heeding his own counsel to others, he never uh, put off prayer from one moment to another and what else he should do, because he understood the next moment is never yet ours, right? As we have highlighted, you know, this lesson on prayer is invaluable to our petitions of intercession. We cannot put off prayer for another time because that time is never guaranteed. Only the moment that is before us. Padre Pio lived a life of contemplating the holiness of Christ, my friends. Consequently, he was virtuous in his spontaneous prayer for others. Among the many cases of this virtuous discipline to pray on the spot stands one. In 1967, shortly before Padre Pio's death in 1968, 
when John Paul II was Archbishop Karavoitio of Krakow. He sent a letter to his good friend Padre Pio asking him to pray for uh, one Wanda Pawalska, a friend and, and professor of his at Krakow University. She was seriously ill with throat cancer. So after having received this letter, it was revealed to Carol Wojtyla that Padre Pio immediately took this request to prayer and prayed to God with great intensity for her healing. She was unexplicably healed of her throat cancer soon thereafter. Wanda had the blessed opportunity to go on a pilgrimage to San Giovanni Botanda and meet the man who prayed for her without hesitation. She was also present at his canonization on June 16, 2002. Brothers and sisters, Padre Pio's prayers of intercession, like that of Father John Vianney, also included long days in the confessional. It was there he would often counsel the sorrowful into a spirit of resolve. This was very much as part of working mercifully. Now, if there was a charism, a distinct gift that shot forth from the heart of Padre Pio's intercessory prayer, then certainly it was his love for the holy souls in purgatory. Padre Pio, unlike few before him or after him, quite frankly, understood the importance of praying for the living and the dead. Having been given the gift of visiting the holy souls in purgatory, he had a particular devotion to praying for those souls. Incidentally, on one account, he, he told a friar of his that the holy souls in purgatory come to visit him often, especially during Mass. In one case, telling a friar that more souls of the dead than of the living climb this mountain, the mountain where he lived, to attend my Masses and to seek my prayers. What are we getting at here, my friends? <laughs> well, when we pray for the holy souls in purgatory, we would be well served to call upon the intercession of the great St. Padre Pio. What's more, Padre Pio's spiritual counsel to the sorrowful and downtrodden was not limited to the confessional. In 1946, in a, in a note, a detail that often goes overlooked, behind the support of Padre Pio, the house for the alleviation of suffering was built on nearby Mount Gargano. On Mount Gargano, Padre Pio continued his ministry of comforting the sorrowful. Brothers and sisters, many people traveled from all over the world to visit and encounter the supernatural that was attributed to Padre Pio, and certainly many came face to face with the extraordinary. But what often left a lasting impression on the pilgrims to San Giovanni Rotunda was the holiness of Padre Pio. For it was in his holy willingness to pray with them that they found consolation and hope. May we find my dear friends, that same consolation and hope as we turn to St. Padre Pio to help us be more vigilant in our response to that question, can you pray for me? Amen? Amen. All glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen, and God bless you.